Today I want to talk about building a relationship with God through different types of prayer. Did you guys know that there are many different types of prayer talked about in the Bible? There's actually, no. <laughs> there are actually, in the Greek, there are nine different words just for the word prayer in the Bible. So we're not going to be talking about all of them. I want to kind of hit the ones that are used the most, but I don't, I'm, my purpose in hitting them is not so that you can memorize all the Greek words for prayer, because that, who cares, right? The reason I actually bring it up is because oftentimes people think of prayer as just being like you give your grocery list to God of things that you'd like. Anybody ever thought like that that's, I mean, I spent years really thinking that that's what prayer was, that prayer was just kind of this one size thing where it was kind of your duty. Did anybody ever feel that way? Where you're supposed to, you know, and then you've got like a list and, you know, say your prayers, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then you have like your checklist. Where And anybody ever prayed where it was just boring and you felt disconnected and it was just like blah, 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 blah. You know, that was never God's intention at all for what prayer is supposed to be. Prayer in the Bible is supposed to be building a full, deep relationship with God. And the same way, now I didn't know this as an early Christian, so I started off in my Christian walk super excited to know God. I mean, I was an atheist, and when I first started praying, my prayer life was electrifying because I was, it was the first time of just knowing, wow, I'm praying to God Almighty, and he feels real, and I believe it, and I feel his presence, and you know, that's how I started. Not everybody starts that way. That was my start. Because um, just praying at all was such a big ta-da for me. But then as time wore on, because I didn't really understand or look at prayer as growing a relationship, it got boring and mundane and it got to be sort of what I was supposed to do and check off the box kind of a thing. And so I never really looked at it as a relationship. God and prayer, or prayer is our way of having a relationship with God. Now, my husband Adam and I noticed after uh, a few years of marriage, we've always been from the time that we got married, because we did a lot of preparing before we got married, so that a key part is that you have to spend time with each other. You know, that you set aside time, we had done all the counseling, and we knew, and we're really committed starting out at the beginning, that we weren't we knew that a lot of couples drifted apart because they didn't spend time together. And, you know, we'd seen that. People grow apart. You've probably heard that. Well, so we always had, you know, in our schedule that we put the time aside for our relationship. But what we noticed after a few years is that we were spending time together, but we were still not feeling connected. And it was just kind of this wake-up call because I remember one day we were kind of going, I don't feel close. And he's like, I don't feel close. And we're like, oh, that's weird. And so we looked at, well, are we spending time together? And yes, check off the box, the time. You know, we had the time on the calendar, check. And so we just started talking about part of what was missing is what we were doing with that time. That it was time just to spend time together, but not time that was deepening or making our relationship more intimate and more personal. So in this series, I'm really, really excited about this series because I love, 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 love prayer. I really, I, I am thrilled and excited to spend time in the presence of God in the same way that I get excited to spend time with my husband. 
you know, I really look forward to spending time with my husband. He's the, my most favorite person to spend time with in the whole world. And I just, I, I would spend, you know, I would spend time with him all the time, like a lot. And I feel, I love that I feel that way about God Almighty. I enjoy and just enjoy and rejoice in being in his presence. But that wasn't, it's not something that comes automatically, just like really enjoying being with your spouse is not something, you've noticed this, right? You've heard, you know, you have noticed this in marriages that it just doesn't come automatically that people love being together and have a great relationship and it's fulfilling. So, <laughs> so what we're going to talk about, yesterday we kind of touched on the fact that part of growing your prayer life is spending a quantity of time. A, a piece of it is actually setting aside volume, like the, a, a significant amount of time to pray. I mean, I'm not saying hours, but, you know, if, if your prayer life is five minutes a day, it's probably, it's just like a relationship. If your relationship is five minutes a day that you talk, it's probably not going to go too deep, right? So we definitely want to have quality, quantity time together, but we also want to grow our quality time. So the goal in this series is, in these weeks ahead, I think we're doing eight weeks total, is I want, if your prayer life is not exciting, fulfilling, if you're not electrified to to spend time with God in prayer, then I want that for you. I want to build a vision that you are passionate and on fire, where you are in the presence and you're like, I can't wait to be in the presence of God. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, it doesn't, I want you to also get that don't beat up yourself because it's not how it is. Everybody gets to choose to grow towards that. It's not something, again, it's just like any relationship. It takes work. It takes effort. It's not something that comes automatically. So if you haven't, you know, and that's why each week we're going to be focusing on a different element of prayer and how to develop the, the quality of it for you. So... That's my kind of point in, in, in talking about the different types of prayer. For one, just to sort of give you an, the fact that there are so many Greek words gives you an idea that God sees it as being diverse. Do you know what I mean? Like he sees it as having many facets uh, to it. And we don't necessarily see that in the, in the English. So I want you to first go to um, Philippians 4. And we're going to see some of the different words and for prayer in the Bible. It's towards the end of the Bible. It's one of those little books in the church epistles. Uh, Philippians, Colossians. I would also say that um, we're going to be just, we're going to be really hitting a whole bunch of different topics that can help you grow in your prayer life, that can help you take also some mystery out. Have you also noticed, you know, that sometimes um, prayer feels mysterious, like you don't know why you're close or you don't know why you get answers. Do you know, have you ever felt that way, like kind of cloudy about it? So in this series too, I want to help you guys to get clearer uh, in it because the answers really are in the scripture. A lot of these things I just didn't know as a younger Christian, but they're things that everybody can learn. So let's go to Philippians 4. And this is a kind of one of the, there's a few verses that actually have in, yeah, you have, I think I said that. There are notes, you can take notes if you want. Notes, and then we've got the little handout there in the, in the program. Oh, darn it, you know what, I need Kleenex. Sorry, I've got a little cold. Anyway, 
Uh, Philippians 4, and this is one of the verses that actually names a few different kinds of prayer. Hold on. Pause. Okay, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Oh, yeah, that's easy, right? Let's just stop right there. Just don't. Don't be anxious. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Anybody feel anxious? That ever come up? Anxiety, worry, doubt, fear? Just don't. No. (laughs) Well, that would really suck if that's where that verse ended, wouldn't it? Just don't. (laughs) It says, but it says, do not be anxious about anything. God's desire and heart. Believe it or not, the will of God for you and for me is to not be anxious about anything. And you know what? It's absolutely possible, believe it or not. I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm committed to growing towards it. Well, here's the answer it says, but, and guess what the word but always means? It's in contrast to what we just read before. But in everything, so don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, it says by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. So that is the answer and the solution to anxiety. How cool is that? Now, in that one verse, which we're going to actually look at, actually, I, you know what I do want to read this next part of it. It says, in verse 7, and the result of this, the result of in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting your request to God, the result in verse 7 says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, wow. Just drink that in a little. Doesn't that sound great? Wouldn't you love that? Will, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the fruit of what we're talking about. So is this worth growing in? I'm telling you, for peace of God that transcends understanding, Yeah, it's worth a little investment into the prayer department, I would say. Now, let's take a look because in that one verse, there's a few things that relate to prayer. It says a few of these words. We've got the first one that just says prayer, but in everything by prayer is the first word, prosciutto. Now, prosciutto, it just means a prayer addressed to God. So it really is just, it's kind of the, uh, the... It's the word that's the most often used in the Bible of prayer. So it's kind of the umbrella phrase. It kind of includes everything to do with prayer is under the heading of prosciutto, just everything, all the, you know, talking to God, praying. But it is specific that we're praying to God in that. That's the only qualification in in the word prosciutto. Then it says, and petition, which is the word deasis, And deasis, the definition I've got right there, is to make a humble request. So deasis is a little bit more specific. Instead of just praying, it's requesting something from God with a sense of humility attached to it, you know. And so we'll see that that word deasis actually comes up a lot in Scripture. It also refers to, like, seeking God or asking of God uh, for your needs and your wants, 
So that's kind of the sense of, of it's more specific than the, than the word prosciutto. And then it says, um, by prayer and petition with, look at that word, we looked at that at Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving is the word Eucharista, which is the, the giving of thanks um, in that. So that's also a piece of prayer. Is, is the, you know, we tend to think about it as just being more the deasis of, of making the request kind of a thing. Uh, but also a piece of this is, so these are just some ingredients, is in every situation, prayer, Petition, requesting from God with thanksgiving to present your request to God, it says. And the result is the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How would you even like, like that? Um, just even the picture of what it is to have peace guard your heart. Do you ever feel like the lack of peace chews your heart up? You know, have you seen that? Just sort of like gobbles, gobbles it up. You know, it's like it's kind of a cool image in a way that being peaceful would be something that actually takes care of your heart. And it also, how about making you a little crazy when it's not peaceful? Peace does the other thing as far as guarding your mind. What a great image to have peace kind of guard your mind. I, I'm telling you, that's something to really go after. And that's, that's again, why we're ma- spending time in this series to help to grow in some of these types of prayer. Let's go to... Um, First Timothy, which is another section, actually. And uh, we'll go back a few books towards the end. First Timothy, Titus, Philemon, right after Thessalonians. Uh, First Timothy 2. And this is another one of those sections of Scripture where a number of different types of prayer are used. In First Timothy 2, and in verse 1 it says, I urge then, oh man, that's a strong word, isn't it? First of all, that's also another strong word, right? That, and then we get again, requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for what? Everyone. Another big part of prayer, and look at all the types of prayer that are named even in that, for people. A part of even being diverse in our prayer life is praying for other people, which is kind of a big deal as well. And I'm actually going to walk you through uh, in that verse, that you can kind of see the diversity a little bit. It says the first one of um, w- of requests would be, what do you think? You can guess, right? Huh? <laughs> On your sheet, the one that we just talked about, the request one, is deasis. That's the one to, like, the humble request. So it says in, in 1 Timothy 2, that request, that's the deasis, and then you've got prayers, which is the prosciutto, and intercession is another word, is um, intuxis, and intercession is going between for someone else. It's when we ask God and petition God for another person, going to God for, for prayer that way, um, which is another really important part of prayer and peace, isn't it? And Because how many times is the peace lacking because of other people? Sometimes, right? Once in a while. You know, anyway. Um, And then it says, um, 
And gets this, Thanksgiving be made for everyone, which is kind of a cool thing to think about, which is that same Eucharista of giving a thanks. So we've got vi- different parts for that in praying for other people and for everyone. And look at this, even for verse 2, it says, for kings and all those in authority, which is amazing to think about this. Because you know what? The, um, the emperor at this time in Rome was Nero. You've heard of him, nasty guy. So think about how God's word is saying to pray for people that, are, that rule us. That's a really important part of prayer. Is pr- Like we need prayer for our country and for our leaders. You know, whether we like them or don't like them, because this was Nero that they're talking about, and God's saying pray even for those people. It says, um, for everyone, for, for the kings and all those in authority, that we may live, because the point of that is, a peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved, that word sozo, rescued, made whole, and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So that's the fruit of praying for people, too, is God's desire is that every person, God doesn't want anybody out of the loop of having a relationship and being saved and coming to a knowledge of the truth. His desire is not for anybody to have crummy lives, you know, or to be trapped. It was never the will of God. And so prayer is an answer. We need to pray for people in our lives. You know, who is it, you know, right now that you can think about? Being, it even says um, to pray for those that persecute you. You know, it's just pray for your enemies, it talks about. But prayer for other people is a huge one. Let's go to um, Acts 4. And this is kind of um, one of the teachings, actually, in our Faith on Fire series that starts Sunday. little plug for that. Woo-woo! It's going to be hot, hot, hot. Go Sunday to your fellowships or Monday. Whichever ones, whichever day your fellowships meet, because we're going to start Faith on Fire. And this is one of the, the there's a, this really exciting record in Acts 4 where they were on fire for God and had really, their faith was just um, white hot. They got threatened, they got thrown in jail, and these guys were so full of faith that they prayed after they get threatened, don't talk about Jesus anymore. You know, they, like, if you get threatened and thrown in jail, don't talk about Jesus and whether they pray, they actually prayed and asked God for more boldness is what they prayed for. And in verse 31, it says, after they play, prayed, and that verse, pray, is deomai, which is to want, desire, beg, or long for. So it's kind of cool that that verse, deomai, is like, there's certain verses where they were just like wanting it so much. You know, where there's room for just the things that are burning on your heart that you can take longings like you know, to God for that. And there's some, this is a cool one because it says, after they prayed, and that word is the deomai, um, it says the place where their meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So you see the power that there is in taking, you know, and longing for those things, especially things that God wants for us. Um, let's go to, uh, John four. We're going to take a look at another aspect. Like I said, I'm not doing all of these and through the series, we're going to kind of be focusing in on a few of them, but in John, the gospel of John, just back, uh, a couple books here and four, we're going to talk about another aspect of prayer, which is worship. And a lot of people, 
you know, have you thought very much about worshiping a part of your prayer life? You know, a lot of people don't. Like, it, they don't even think about it as being like, like I have in the last few years really gotten into, because I wasn't even taught that, which it's funny because you hear worship all through the Bible, but how often do we say, I want to worship God? Like, you know, we think of worship as, oh, it's like the 10 minutes before teaching in church. It's not like, <laughs> I don't think that was really what God had in mind. Like, oh, our whole worship life is, let's do the songs that we want to skip the 10 minutes before the teaching. And, you know, no, you know, and half the time people are like, oh, let's skip that part. We don't really need that, right, the 10 minutes. No. Like, that was not, God's desire actually was for worship to be a part of our relationship with him. We're actually going to spend time on the worship thing because I feel like worship itself has made, like, having that be a big part of my prayer life has built my faith, like, unbelievably. You know, it's made it sweet and deep, and it's just like, you know, the sense of worship, we'll actually read the definition. um, It's actually a longer definition than this, but it says, to fall on the knees and touch the ground with with your forehead as an expression of profound reverence. That was like, um, every, you know, it's, it's being uh, prostrate, it's, um, but worship, that the word actually means to like fall in submission and in deep reverence. So you kind of get the sense of what worship is about and, and how that interacts with things. And I can't tell you like how much that has built my faith and my excitement and having like I, now it's like because that's actually one of the things that helps me to really get close to God and feel connected is actually having that be a piece of my prayer life. Is I always think about you know having that be an element of it, of wanting to spend time in worship uh, as much as I can. Because um, it's just, it, it's healing, it's a faith builder, and it's one of those things that people just don't typically think about, but yet there's like a million verses about it, right? Um, So in John 4, uh, it says in verse 23, there's tons of these, but um, I kind of thought this one was cool because it says, because Jesus is talking uh, in verse 23, uh, yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And so this was, of course, um, Jesus was teaching them about even the possibility that you can worship God in spirit as well when, with the coming of Holy Spirit, which uh, we'll be talking about, too, in this series. That'll be a piece of it as well, because we want to just kind of grow in all these parts of our prayer life. Let's go to um, 1 Corinthians 14, which follows right after that, because that was Jesus speaking about worshiping in spirit was about to come. And then in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15, it says, um, So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. So, and then it says, actually, in verse 16, if you're praising God with your spirit, <laughs> you know, and then it, so it even talks about um, praising and praying God with God in your spirit, which we're going to talk about as well. Um, that that's, oh, I skipped over the praise one. Anyway, uh, there's another verse, if you want to write it down, we don't have to go there, is Hebrews thirteen fifteen that talks about 
offering God a sacrifice of praise, that praise is an element of prayer as well. Like, like we kind of know what praise is. That word's not too complicated. But it's the sense of in our prayer life, think about how that helps, again, our faith and our connection with God to have praise be a part of our prayer life as well in seeking God out as well as the worship. And then praying in the spirit, which we'll be talking about more um, is, and there's some great stuff actually in the Faith on Fire series about praying in the Spirit as well. And let's go to, um, uh, we'll close out in actually Ephesians 16. Uh, Ephesians 6, I mean, that's 16. Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. So we've got, if you're looking at the different kinds of prayer that we've got, we've got the prosuke, which is, just the kind of the umbrella of prayer addressed to God. Most of the words that you read in the Bible that say prayer are the word prosuke. We've got the diasis, which is to request in a spirit of humility to be seeking. And we want to think about that with God too, because we're going to be talking as a series goes, how to seek God where you can hear his voice even. You know, it should be when we're praying, the prayer is a two-way street, that it's not just us throwing out. You ever feel like you're just talking to the air? God doesn't want that, believe it or not. That is not the will of God that we're just like going, is anybody there? Knock, knock, you know, hello, can you, know, can you, can you hear me now? I don't know. Um, it's not, it, God's intention was never just to just be speaking and feel like we're, it's going no place. Like God actually has the ability to communicate with you and me and wants to do that. God wants to speak and show us things. It, a relationship, for it to be a relationship, it should be two ways, right? You know, that's what God's desire and heart is, and it's totally available to grow in this, where you can feel his presence and be aware that you're not alone and where it can be, where you can be receiving from God as well. As well as the fact that we see with the deasis kind of prayer, which we're going to be talking about uh, in a couple weeks, like that there are things that you can ask for in the Bible that God wants you to ask for and that he will do for you. You don't have to be so quizzical about, am I going to get my prayer answered? God was not wanting that, where you pray and you have no idea whether God's going to answer your prayer or not. Half the time I see people and they just kind of think that everything is the will of God. That is not true, that everything is God's will. Well, why even bother praying? You know, if you're going to just ask and say, whatever you get, whatever I get is from God. Do you know what I mean? That, does that even make sense? You know, like God actually says what we can pray for and that he will do for us in his word. And we're going to look at that. We're also going to look at what's the key to receiving from God. You know, I, I really want it to be where this is possible, where you can grow in a way that you have confidence, that you have faith, that it's a relationship, that you hear from God, because that is absolutely available. Then we also see um, the day on my, where it's, you know, that the things that, that we can go to God where, and with, with things that we long for, that that's a possibility, that there's intercession of praying for other people. There's also the giving of thanks, that part of of building your faith in prayer is actually being thankful for what God has already given. You know, looking at, I'm not saying making things up like, oh, you know, like giving thanks. Some people think that that means thanking God for bad things. Oh, gosh, I'm glad I, you know, uh, thank you, God, that, um, you know, that I was abused as a child. That Why would you thank God for that? That wasn't God. You know, it's just, 
it's great to want to be thankful, but the thing is, is like, like the things that God doesn't do, it doesn't help your faith to thank God for things that are totally against and opposite, that weren't the will of God at all. But there are things, no matter where we are in our life, where we can see what God has done for us. No matter how, whatever, in darkness, in difficulty, there are places that we can see present, the presence of God. You know, whether it is that, um, you know, God sent somebody to rescue us from the dark places, you know, whether God spoke to us in a prayer, whether, you know, there are, if we look at our lives, and you can even ask God to show you, what is it, God? Like the, you know, like the footsteps poem is a great poem. Sometimes you can't see where God was, but when you ask, God can show you, that's where I was in this. I was there for you. I was fighting for you in this situation. Maybe there are things that we can't see. But there's always things that we can be thankful in that. And then when wanting to grow in worship, you know, where we want to spend time where we grow in the sense of worshiping God. You know, it really helps. And we're going to talk about it. I'm telling you, if you haven't spent time worshiping, it's exciting. It, you know, part of this is going to be that it takes time to even grow and to focus. And we're going to talk about that, too, in terms of growing in a place that you can focus and hear from God, you know, that takes time. But having time where you spend time in worship in God actually really does wonders for going, oh, my God. Like, you know what it does for me? It helps me stop being God. <laughs> I, I need that. I need to get off the throne, you know, in my life. You know, you ever struggle with trying to pull things away from God? You give it to God and you're like, oh, nope, and you grab it back. Worship is a great way to sort of get it that, oh, yeah, you're God and me, just little person. That feels great. It's actually healing to actually connect, you know, with our, with our weakness in the presence of God. And then you see the sense of praise. Praise is also kind of similar in a way of thanksgiving where it's just praising God for what's wonderful about God, whether it's, you know, things that he's specifically done for you. Praise and thanksgiving have sort of some similar elements to them in terms of it helps to just praise the Lord for things. You know, they're like, what can we praise him for? Um, and then, of course, there's praying in the spirit that talks about uh, you know, speaking in tongues and the manifestations of Holy Spirit that we can pray. Speaking in tongues is a powerful way of prayer when you don't know what you want to pray for. There are times when you just feel so overwhelmed in life or afraid, and spiritually speaking, it brings you so much peace and serenity to be able to speak in tongues and know that you can pray to God perfectly and make your requests known. It's a great way for peace. So I want to this, I'm just kind of giving you right now, actually, I want to kind of give you an overview of, I want to encourage you to just be thinking, because right now, in terms of the quality of your prayer life, take a look at some of the things that we talked about today, and to think, are some of these areas that you could grow in? Are there some that there are areas that you haven't really thought about how you can relate or connect to God and maybe bring into your prayer life? But you can even go to God and say, like, again, for last week we talked about part of it is setting aside the time. I personally, for me, I think if you haven't spent a lot of time in prayer, just starting off of committing yourself to like a half hour a day is a great place to start. You know, it's like we can't, it's just sort of like a lot of times we get to the place where we think, oh, I'm too busy. I'm telling you, if you take the time out to pray, no matter what is going on in your day, you will be amazed. I, 
any day that I don't really take quality time out in my prayer life, I wind up not getting a whole lot of stuff done. (laughs) I get to the end of the day and I feel like I got nothing done, you know, but I spend the time where I just like really carve out the time to take it for being in the presence of God. I'm like, wow, I had time left over. You know, I go into the day thinking it's impossible. I can't even get this done. And somehow I'm like, oh, I got that done and had some time left over. Um, where things just seem to go smoothly. So it's part of it is sort of carving out the time, but then the other part is in that time to be, think about seeking God out and having a relationship that starts developing more and just even asking God for help in that. You can ask God for help. You can pray and say, God, I want help knowing you. I want to grow in prayer. I want to grow in understanding your presence. That's a desire of mine. You know, God loves that you want to grow in that. Like, that blesses God. You know, God is, like, excited that you would want to have that live for you more. He loves having you be in his presence. He loves that you want to seek that out. He likes spending time with you. You know, and if you spend time with him, it's something that can be amazing and special and wonderful and bring a peace that transcends all understanding, that it is the peace of God, that that is absolutely possible, that you can feel God's presence and know that he loves you and not doubt that. I feel that way right now. I honestly do not doubt God's love for me, and I don't feel like I deserve it, but I still really believe that he loves me, and I love that. I can't tell you how much peaceful that that feels, and I think you know, growing in your prayer life helps that come alive. But it, it takes time, it takes patience, but all, you, all it takes is just a desire to grow, you know, to seek God out in this place. And it can be something that is extremely fulfilling, faith, full of faith. Kind of, we kind of tied this series in with the faith on fire. Could you kind of tell? <laughs> Prayer, it's one of the faith on fire things. So anyway, let me pray. Heavenly Father, help us to grow in our relationship with you, to come to know you more, to be in your presence. Um, Help us grow that this is a priority, that we can make this year an amazing year by making you the priority, by making you central and spending time with you. And time with you is never wasted, that you always make things come to pass in a way that that you just make our time count. Time with you is just, help everyone here to just feel your presence more, to be seeking you out in prayer. And God, I know that you never let people down, that when we we earnestly seek you, that you do not disappoint us, that with open, humble hearts, our heart's desire is to know you and to have a deeper, more fulfilling relationship with you, God. So I thank you for these things and for this time. Help us all grow to know you more. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.